If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC days we literally live on the cyberspace what that means is that it has to be a space that is regulated 
else we are in danger. Even when regulation is introduced, so many people are falling victim to all sorts of scams in the cyber world. This afternoon, we will help you here on the law, which is your legal light and your help law, on how to watch out and what exactly is the authority doing to see to your interests. I'm Samson Ladia Yenini. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is the law. It's your legal lights. It's your health law. Starting October 1, certain things will happen within the cyber uh, space. If you are a cyber security service provider, cyber security establishment, cyber security professional, you must keep your dials here. And we must also pay attention so we know how we are affected or what happens after the 1st of October. Discussing regulating cybersecurity. Cybersecurity authority cracks the whip for safety. Joining me in the studio. Uh, Jennifer Mensah, who is lead legal and compliance of the authority, and Benjamin Ofori, who is also an officer in the authority. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to the law. Good afternoon. Great. So, even before we get into what I clearly have put people on some tenterhooks about, and they are wondering, what is it? First October, what's going to happen? Let's begin to appreciate when we say the cyberspace and the question of regulating it. Literally, what are we dealing with? What are we talking about? Um, so basically, when we talk about the cybersecurity space, um, you know, um, we live today in a digital age which is characterized by the usage of computer system, electronic um, devices. We use the Internet. There are billions and billions of devices connected to the Internet. And um, basically, even if you think about Ghana's socioeconomic development, it's underpinned by digital technologies. And that basically forms um, the cyberspace. And this digital age brings a lot of opportunities to mankind Mm. in terms of um, there is improvement in our social life, 
people are able to connect with each other, communicate with each other across borders. Using their mobile phones and electronic devices, That's right. it has brought a lot of, you know, um, generated a lot of wealth for the world's economy and, and Ghana as well. And given another platform for people to actually enjoy their human rights, rights to information, freedom of expression, and so forth and so on. But like every new innovation, it also, um, every new innovation we know comes with its own kinds of risk. That's right. And the cyberspace also comes with its own, you know, kinds of risk, cyber threats, you know, because there are malicious people out there who would want to, you know, take advantage of this new technology that we are enjoying. And so, although we have the opportunities, cybercrime is also on the rise. That's right. And it's very important that the space and the technology is secured for us to harness the benefits that it brings. And that is where the Cybersecurity Authority comes in here to, you know, regulate the cybersecurity space, prevent and manage and respond to cybersecurity um, incidents and cybersecurity threats. So that businesses, children, public institutions, Ghana can enjoy the benefits that the digital age brings. Thank you very much. And that's elaborate. And if you have followed us here on the law, we have taken you through the various threats on the cyberspace and what to look for, particularly the scams and the fraud that uh, goes on there. Uh, these days, people are able to clone all sorts of uh, things. You are buying and you're using just your mobile phone. You're doing a lot of things just on your mobile phone or your tablet. You want to make sure it's secured. So when we say cybersecurity, Ben, what exactly are we talking about and why should I be concerned? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Samson, for first of all having us in your studios today. We're excited to be here. Um, when we say cybersecurity, um, it sounds a big technical term. You're right. Um, but to de demystify the term, I would say it's just being aware of how your phone is protected or how you as an individual uh, should be very careful in using digital devices. Right. Uh, because, and to maybe dovetail a little bit into Jennifer's answer, um, the cyberspace starts from your phone. Mm -hmm. It starts from the tablet you use in the house. Uh, it starts from the baby monitor that you can connect to the internet. It starts from nowadays your TV and fridges that you know has the internet connections. That's right. And everything in between, all the way to the telco tower. Mm -hmm. uh, so the security that revolves around these devices, technology, and the waves, and all of that is is what we're talking about here. Right. But that requires that our government is keeping a keen eye on this by regulating the space, and that's where the Cybersecurity Authority comes in. Right. And we had the, the boss of the Cybersecurity Authority on the show, uh, particularly right after the, the law that establishes the Cybersecurity Authority, and that seeks to provide a lot of protection for all of us, was passed into law. Uh, we had him here and we discussed quite a bit in respect of the Cybersecurity Act 2020. Um, 
But what would you tell our audience is your mandate as a cybersecurity authority? What's your mandate? What do you do? And what's, once again, how does that concern me? Right. <laughs> so um, basically, as um, rightfully said, mm. um, we passed the law in 2020, right. an act of parliament, the Cybersecurity Act, which establishes the Cybersecurity Authority right. and confers on the authority the mandate to regulate cybersecurity activities and to promote the development of cybersecurity in this country. Now, if you move into Section 3 of the Act, it throws more light on what exactly this means by spelling out what the cybersecurity needs to do in order to regulate cybersecurity activities. Mm-hmm. One of the things the cybersecurity authority needs to do is to prevent, manage, and respond to cybersecurity incidents and cybersecurity threats. As explained earlier, we live in the digital age, and to harness the benefits we have to secure um, Ghana's digital transformation and make the digital uh, economy much more um, resilient. And the cybersecurity, you know, steps in here so that it comes up with measures to prevent cybersecurity incidents from occurring. And if those cybersecurity incidents should even occur, the cybersecurity authority coordinates response to those cybersecurity incidents and working with various, you know, stakeholders. Mm. Um, there have been many times we have, uh, we have seen circulars mm-hmm. released from the Cybersecurity Authority. You can call them alerts. Mm-hmm. And that seeks to educate us about, you know, some, some scam, some security threat that we all have to pay attention to, uh, what we should not give in to, uh, if people send us certain emails or they send us certain WhatsApp messages, you actually issued one very recently, right? There are many we issued, so maybe <laughs> specifically which, right. which one, yeah. Um, so I was just going to get to this, this particular one. I'll bring okay. it up sure. and then we'll look at it. But okay. what is this that is going to happen from the 1st of October that we should all be concerned about? Beginning with you, Jennifer. Yes. So as part of the mandate of the Cybersecurity Authority, the Cybersecurity Authority is responsible for regulating cybersecurity service providers and cybersecurity professionals. And if you look into the Act again, the functions of the authority, um, the Cybersecurity Authority is responsible for issuing out licenses for the provision of cybersecurity services, Mm. developing standards for the provision of cybersecurity services and developing and maintaining a national register of licensed and accredited persons um, who perform cybersecurity activities. And therefore, in line with its mandates, the Cybersecurity Authority commends the licensing and accreditation um, regime on the 1st of March and calling for persons who are providing cybersecurity services to obtain a license from the Cybersecurity Authority because Section 49 mandates any person who is providing cybersecurity services to obtain a license from the Cybersecurity Authority. And therefore, we had to give some, you know, grace period from the 1st of March till 30th of September 
calling all cybersecurity service providers to come and regularize their, their, their operations. They need to come and obtain their license so that they are in compliance with the law. And so the grace period is, you know, ends on the 30th of September. So from the 1st of October, your question is what was going to happen? Right. From the 1st of October, we'll start enforcing the law. Mm. Section 49.2 says if you do not have a license and you are providing cybersecurity services, you are liable to pay administrative penalties to the authority. And so from 1st of October, we shall be, you know, um, from the 1st of, of October, we shall be imposing those administrative penalties on persons who are in violation of the law. Has the accreditation of cybersecurity professionals, establishment, and so on, has it begun? Yes. So how do I know it has begun and I have to make sure I'm compliant? How do I know? Right. So if, if I may come in um, maybe from the first question you asked, um, besides the mandate that Madam Jennifer talked about, um, this cybersecurity thing we're talking about, uh, by its nature, is very intrusive. Mm-hmm. Um, intrusive in the sense that um, if you ask a service provider to come into your environment, say you're a company, mm-hmm. um, for them to come in and offer you services, um, because of the work that's happening, they have access to very sensitive information. Right. Um, and then if you ask, besides the organization, just a regular professional, mm-hmm. um, when they come in, they have access, again, to sensitive information. Personal data is revealed to these people by the way they act. Uh, so the authority, by its establishment, is mandated by the sections you talked about, 4K, 57, and 59 maybe, uh, to make sure that these service providers are licensed so that the people they have been bringing in to do the service, they're competent people. Uh, they have a certain solid credibility by some background check that you know, we help do in the registry or the database you just mentioned. Uh, so, I mean, just to yes. buttress that point there. Also, to add on to what Seven said, they are actually, you know, businesses. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC and um, some public institutions who may not have the capability of determining who is a competent cybersecurity professional, who is a credible cybersecurity service provider. So that if the cybersecurity authority is able to produce that national register, okay. those businesses, small, medium, you know, You can easily check. They right. can just go on our website and they know who is credible, who is competent, who can I trust with my environment? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Great. Um, it's, it's perhaps like uh, the job of a lawyer. If I don't have a license, I don't have the opportunity to practice. Right. And if you don't have a license, you are quack. It's easy to find you out. Right. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm coming back to you on the... We have, I have asked this, but we can look at it from a different sure. perspective. What the state of the country's cybersecurity space without these regulations will be. But let's first begin to establish who are these stakeholders that you're seeking to regulate, as in a credit. Mm-hmm. When we say uh, cybersecurity professional, right. cybersecurity establishment, mm-hmm. who are we uh, talking about? But before we get to that, I, I, I was saying earlier, one of the alerts you issued, right. which, was, okay. um, which was on August uh, 22nd, right. uh, 22nd of August 2023, it came public alert from the Cybersecurity Authority, and it said, malicious data harvesting links uh, impersonating National Identification Authority. And this was useful to all of us, particularly people who needed their, uh, to do their registration for their uh, Ghana card right. and so on and so forth. Because sometimes this is what you do mm-hmm. to put us on the, on the alert. And you told us that be cautious of links that are unsolicited, mm-hmm. even if they appear to come from someone you know. Verify with the sender before clicking on any link. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we easily fall for this. We don't verify. We, 
we just see there's a link that's popped up. Then we just click. And thankfully, you gave us a number of links that uh, we need that were circulating that we had to be careful about they were circulating on whatsapp facebook messenger instagram telegram among others you said um, avoid clicking on links in suspicious suspicious or unexpected messages and emails i'll tell you what so this actually got me to be a lot more alert. Around the time I was getting some messages. Right. And when I read this, it got me to relax when I see any such thing and not to be in a hurry to right. check what it was. Right. So back to my issue. Who is a professional? Yeah. Who is the establishment, the stakeholders that you are seeking to regulate for our safety? Yeah. Who are they? Yeah. So uh, basically a cybersecurity service provider... Um, is a person licensed under the Act 1038 to provide cybersecurity services. And the Act defines a cybersecurity service to be a service provided for a reward, primarily aimed at securing the cybersecurity of a computer system or computer network. So what this means is that any person who is providing some kind of service that seeks to protect computer systems, computer um, network, and is doing that on a commercial basis, mm. taking reward. That is a cybersecurity service provider within the meaning of the law. If you check Section 97, the interpretation section, it explains okay. it. And basically, a cybersecurity establishment is a facility within an organization that is primarily responsible for conducting cybercrime investigations and responding to cybersecurity incidents. So when you go to some organizations, you find that they have things called like security operations center, digital forensic laboratory. And these um, facilities are responsible so for uh, maybe scanning the network, finding out are there any uh, weaknesses that we need to put measures, remediation measures in place to secure our environments, you know, that is the cybersecurity establishment. And those facilities are very, very important when it comes to securing Ghana's digital infrastructure. Okay. You know, and 59 of the acts indicates that such, you know, uh, facilities must have in place, must, you know, have in place um, technology and processes in line with international best practice. Okay. And the authority must develop standards and ensure that such facilities are complying with Very those critical. standards. Right. Now, with the professionals, mm. the law defines them to be persons accredited under the Act to provide cybersecurity professional functions. Okay. So if you are performing cybersecurity professional functions and you are accredited under the Act, you are a cybersecurity professional. Yeah. Ben, what do you like to add to that? Yes. When, when, how do I... Cybersecurity professional. Who is he? Who is yeah. he? I'm looking for who is she. <laughs> so, so that not long ago, right. we had a cybersecurity expert, right. so to speak, yeah. on the show, educating our audiences on how to avoid fraud. Right. So um, I would know that this person is accredited. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it could be as basic as a trainer. Somebody who's given awareness, right? Uh, because most of the time, these guys, 
are well knowledgeable in technicalities. Mm -hmm. So that person should be able to even educate in simple terms the market person using their phone for normal transaction. All right. Right. And coming back to the link you're talking about, mm -hmm. um, if you're using your phones to do transaction online and you have to say you're asked you know, to use your national ID right. for a certain section, say you had a DVLA even, you know, to do something like that. Mm -hmm. That link, you can fall for that link. But that trainer who is giving you that basic information should be able to tell you uh, these links are not right. Great. Uh, they're bad links. Mm -hmm. That's what some of the, the works that the cybersecurity authority mm -hmm. does, where our computer emergency response teams scan the whole echo space and release alerts like that um, when it comes to situations. And then you can have as high as the professional who is hired to come in by a licensed company, a professional who's accredited, right, in this, in this case, to come in and do compliance work for, say, a telco company or, say, a bank. Uh, because to take it from a different angle, who some of the stakeholders we are engaging or these licensing companies or accredited professionals are working for, Ghana went ahead and designated uh, almost 200 institutions or owners who are known as the critical information infrastructure owners by Section 35 of the Act, right? And these owners cut across 13 sectors of our economy. Mm. So to have somebody who is a professional to come in to do such work, they need to be accredited. That's right. And these are some of the professionals we're talking about, mm. people who do uh, penetration testing. Uh, I'm trying to find the lowest mm. of the terms so people yeah. can understand us. <laughs> right. Um, but somebody who is coming to do just regular compliance checks mm -hmm. to make sure some controls that you have to put in place as an organization who provide critical services to the market seller, those controls are well uh, implemented. Right. So it, it varies, <coughs> but it could be as low as, as a trainer to hire somebody who does compliance checks in, in say, a telco company. If you are just joining us, this is the law. It's your legal light. It's your help law. And we are looking at regulating cybersecurity, the cybersecurity authority cracking the whip for safety. And we have here in the studio Jennifer Mensah and Benjamin Ofori, all from the cybersecurity authority, helping us to appreciate what is going on and for you not to be left behind. So the I I was in a hurry when I mentioned first of October. Right. So as we speak, are we in that grace period for the service providers and establishment and professionals to align with the regulations? Is that what where we are? Okay. We're still in the grace period. And, and within this period, how are you making sure that somebody doesn't, you know, become a victim because they were not informed or something of the sort? Right. So one, one of the ways we're doing this is by public awareness. And that leads we release is, is one of those public awareness. That's we right. Uh, we do a lot of public engagements, capacity building, awareness creation. Uh, they come on radios. Uh, there are three programs that some of our officers attend to to try to explain uh, to the ordinary man on the street. Uh, but March to September ending, uh, there's been a lot of activities 
going on. Um, we started with registration of these companies and these individuals or professionals alike. Um, I think the key activity is for if you identify yourself as a professional, is just start a registration. Um, this is a dynamic industry, mm. and the, the authority is, is, is known to collaborate a lot. So once they even set a timeline, uh, although it's, 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 it's etched, maybe not etched in stone, mm. but it's there, we, we expect that people comply, and then afterwards we'll, we'll know what to do. But we need to start building the eco space securely and uh, resiliently. Of course, the fear that of, uh, from the 1st of October you have no option but to find yourself in difficulty means that people will want to comply. Um, but I'm, I'm concerned about the reach. You know, it is said that ignorance of the law is no excuse. But once you are implementing something like this, there ought to be a situation where somebody doesn't get to suffer because you, are, you didn't make them aware. What is the registration process like? How easy is it? It's quite easy. Mm. Yeah, so if, if one of the ways we, we, we're doing this is by publishing everything on our website. Uh, if you go to csa.gov.gh, uh, the information is all broken down for you. Uh, from the requirements gathering to you registering, and then we have our offices online uh, that you can reach by phone, uh, by email, uh, and they will consistently attend to you. Um, there's, but I think where there's been some uh, laudable efforts by the authority is where we do a lot of public engagements. You know, we, we're part of the security architecture of the country. That's right. So sometimes our work... Because the security has actually moved from right. the ground to yes. cyberspace. Yes. Yeah, so you guys have a lot of work to do. Yes, we, right. do. we, we mm. recognize that. Mm. But we, we are not noisy, right? Um, but we do those capacity building engagements with like the face-to-face -face approach. Uh, there's been a lot of companies we've been speaking to, especially these CI owners I was telling you about. Uh, we go to their offices, we do online engagements, just because they are the ones who need the professionals the most. Right. Because uh, to break it in simpler terms, uh, somebody who needs to do that pen testing, that intrusive work for a telco is needed there to check to make sure that that control is indeed put in place so that the person at the bottom, say that cocoa seller using the momo mm -hmm. to right. the transaction right. is protected. So there's a trickling down effect that's uh, right. when it comes to the benefit. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why we focus right at the top all the way to the bottom. So you say it's easy. One can simply check on csa.gov.gh and they'll see the portfolio, what is required to go through the registration process. Right. Um, yes, Jennifer wanted to say something. And, yeah, to add to what um, Sir Benjamin said, actually in our media and stakeholder engagements, we take the stakeholders through the requirements. Mm -hmm. We have guidelines for licensing cybersecurity service providers, okay. accrediting cybersecurity establishments and accrediting cybersecurity professionals. So we've engaged even cybersecurity professional bodies, cybersecurity service providers, industry regulators, and we sit down and walk them through the requirements in right. the guidelines, and they have the opportunity to also ask questions. 
Now, even prior to the 1st of March, building this you know, license and accreditation regime, we have involved industry players. At the onset, we actually established a committee that had representation from cybersecurity service providers, cybersecurity professional bodies, academia, who contributed to what is really should be the requirements that you know, prospective cybersecurity service providers, professionals, and establishments need to satisfy in order to obtain a license or accreditation. Mm. When we got the first draft, we held a public consultation that had a cross-section of industry players, academia, law firms, mm. businesses, public institutions. We had over 90 people in attendance, and that was actually also broadcasted on various media channels where we sought inputs into the guidelines. Mm. And from the 1st of March, as we started rolling out, we've had these media and stakeholder engagements explaining the requirements to the stakeholders. Thank you very much. If you're still here with us, we are engaging the officers from the Cybersecurity Authority, helping us to appreciate the regime of, if you call it licensing, accreditation, of professionals, establishments, and uh, there's the one other, you see? Service providers. Service providers, right, and professionals, so that you are sure, you are setting that those who are attending to your cybersecurity needs have the requisite um, accreditation to do so. And we'll be opening the phone lines, as we always do, because this show is about and for you. This is the law. It's your legal light. It's your health law. So from the 1st of October, if someone is seen to be not compliant, they come under sanctions. You refer to the specific provisions. Is there a potential of some you know, pardoning from that point, at least, or we should get there before. Yeah. Um, and thank you for saying that. I, I think we should get there before. Right. But, but if you look at the engagements we've been doing, right, one of the things we haven't been able to uh, publish yet is the fees and charges All right. uh, for the licensing and accreditation. Mm. Uh, the authority is working with Parliament. Uh, it's a process that's undergoing. Uh, to be able to finally release the fees and charges. So the provisional period is where we, we, we're in now, um, up until uh, the end of September. Uh, so people who are registering and getting accredited and being issued licenses, uh, mm-hmm. especially the companies, um, because the fees are not there yet, it will be hard for us or our legals to, to come in and say, hey, you're not in compliance, so we, we, we're holding you. But again, we're not making that decision here. So. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just the, the, the right thing and the best thing to get ready. Right. You don't have to wait. Right. Our normal attitude. Yeah. Yes. We, we are always caught by time, and then we're pleading, can we have an extension? Right. So what would you say to those who need to comply now? You need to comply now. Because it is, you know, an obligation in the law 
And I would want to uh, encourage everybody to take opportunity of this grace period and apply for the license and the accreditation. Otherwise, come first, um, you know, October, we're going to impose administrative penalties. Also, we're going to put on our website the persons who have been licensed and accredited. And a caution will go to the general public to refrain from people who are unaccredited or unlicensed because you can't trust their oppressions. It's actually unwise for anybody to want to deal with uh, any person or entity within such a sensitive, you know, industry. Right. And they are not accredited. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. So that's, that's, that's sort of the, the caution to you. And I think all of us should be aware of this. It's clearly not in your interest to do such a thing. Therefore, from the 1st of October, we are going to see the register up. Is that going to happen? That's going to happen. Um, I think it's important. Let me bring another angle to this, right? Um, Ghana, in 2017, uh, entered into a ranking and assessment system by the International Telecommunications Union, where it measures or assesses a country's readiness for cybersecurity. At the time, Ghana was ranked um, 43rd uh, in, in, no, actually, Ghana was ranked 10th in Africa uh, and 87th in the world by a score of 32.6%, something like that. Uh, three years onwards, Ghana moved from 10th in Africa to 3rd uh, behind uh, Mauritius and Tanzania, and then 87 to 43 in the world uh, with a score of 86.9%, something like that. So you can see the progress Ghana is making because we're, we're in a digitalized economy, right? But the, the baby steps that authority has been taking uh, is drawing international attention because this, this cybersecurity thing we're talking about is a global commodity, That's right. right? So there are huge benefits to these accredited professionals, yes. uh, these licensed companies. That's where I was going to go to now. Right. So let us know, okay. even though those who are in the field ought to be familiar with this. Right. What are the benefits? Yeah. What do I lose? First of all, I know what you lose, but right. <laughs> what do I lose? What are the benefits? Yes. Maybe, Madam Jennifer, you can start with this. Well, the benefits. Yeah. the benefits that comes with the license and an accreditation regime, I believe every cybersecurity service provider would wish to have you know, their business progress. And so when, once we put up that national register, mm. it gives visibility Right. So cybersecurity service providers, cybersecurity professionals, cybersecurity establishments, when people want to procure services of cybersecurity service providers, they get on the website of the cybersecurity authority. They see who is licensed. Mm -hmm. And that will actually you know, open you know, business opportunities, job opportunities for the cybersecurity professionals right. once we have the national register up. Also, the cybersecurity authority plans to, you know, um, engage what we call the independent assessors. Once you are an accredited cybersecurity uh, professional, the cybersecurity authority shall engage you know, such professionals in supporting the, the work of the cybersecurity authority. So for example, if we have to conduct some 
monitoring and compliance exercise. We can reach out into a pool of accredited cybersecurity professionals and engage them to provide, you know, that support. And that goes to, you know, build the cybersecurity workforce and, and you know, help progress the, the profession of cybersecurity right. uh, professionals. Yeah. And if um, I may buttress that point, uh, talking about the workforce, uh, you know, lawyers and doctors and Mr. Samson, you, you know you cannot be paid below a certain rate, right? Correct. Uh, because the industry is not regulated, mm -hmm. um, people do all jobs here and there, right? and sometimes they're underpaid. Mm. Uh, but if these regulations are rolled out and we've accredited professionals, they're going to be respected in that form. They'll be paid well. I think that's very important because one of the silent um, issues that's going on that nobody's seeing now you know, you hear of nurses go out of the country. Mm -hmm. But our cybersecurity professionals who are even helping themselves, develop themselves, they are being encroached and pushed away mm -hmm. uh, in the Western world. Mm -hmm. So if there's a certain balance of fees and charges as to how much a professional should be paid, it might help stem the tide uh, to, to be able to retain some professionals in a country uh, who can provide these protective services to our critical information infrastructure and things alike. Thank you very much. And as uh, we do always, it's now time for us to open the phone line so that you can join us, particularly you, the professionals, practitioners. Um, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a professional practitioner. If you need the cybersecurity authority officials to um, answer or respond and react to anything that is on your mind or explain anything that you want explanation to Please call us now. The phone lines are activated now, and this is the law. It's your legal lights. It is your health law. And we are engaging the officers of the Cybersecurity Authority of Ghana, Jennifer Mensah, who is lead uh, legal and compliance, and Benjamin Ofori as well. So you can join us now and share your views with us. The, there's um, the release that you you issued um, earlier, and I want to see if I can share it with the public, and they can also. Uh, this was in March one, right. 2023, <laughs> in respect of this matter, and it was titled "Cybersecurity Authority Begins the Implementation of Licensing and Accreditation Today, March one, 2023." This is how far. Uh, it goes when it started. And then you mentioned the consequences of non-compliance. You said cybersecurity cyber service providers who engage in the business of providing cybersecurity services without the requisite license after September 30, 2023, shall be in contravention of the Cybersecurity Act 2020, Act 1038 and shall be liable to pay administrative penalties. However, a cybersecurity provider, service provider, who applies for a license by September 30 may continue to provide its service until a decision on the application <clears throat> has been made by the cybersecurity authority. A license or accreditation granted is valid for two years from the date of issuance as provided for in section 53.1, subsection 1 of the Act. Two years 
what informs that? Why is the regime or the period for the license or accreditation two years? Um, I I think the drafters of the law uh, found it plausible to give that time frame um, because of the the nature of the whole work. Um, And maybe I I can delve much so much into it. But you hold on. Let's uh, hear Prince before. Hello, Prince. Hello. Good afternoon. Let's hear you. Good afternoon. My name is Prince again from Oboise. Yes, my question is, um, what are the classifications of cybercrime? I mean, I want to know the thing that falls under cybercrime when you talk about cybercrime. And I want um, the Madam to also answer, um, give me a direct answer on this. Like, the phone that I use after trying to one of the um, services that we use or the method that we use. And specifically, I'm on one of the bundle uh, service. I've not been using that service for a very long time. It is tablet, I mean, that's not right. But any time that I check the balance, it is reducing every day. But meanwhile, I'm not even using it at all. So what will I do? Mm. Is it, does this also fall under cyber security? I want to know. Thank you. Uh, you're talking about a telco, is it? Yes, please. Okay, so it's a telco. You have uh, bought bundle. You are not doing any activity, and yet you can see that you know your bundle is uh, reducing. Is that it? Okay. Thank you, Prince. Um, uh, uh, my next caller is hello, hello, Mensa. Let's hear you. You are calling from Alaji. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, my contribution goes to, uh, I want to find out from the Cyber Security Authority, uh, the lady and the gentleman, that one of the challenges that is facing is that during registration, when you encounter problems and you, the numbers that they provide, when you try to contact them, it's very difficult to get in touch with them. And then uh, secondly, so how, they, uh, how are they going to address that? And then secondly, you see, they said uh, if to complete the registration, the company that you are working for, they are supposed to give you accreditation or something. Mm-hmm. And the company does not see the importance of you because they feel that you working with them it is your problem, it's not their problem. So how are they going to help individuals to be able to complete the registration? without uh, getting in touch, in touch with the company. Uh, Mesa, Mesa, hold on for me. You say that the contacts that they give for you to report, yes. it, when you call, it doesn't go through, is that it? Yeah, it doesn't go through. Um, wh- which of these numbers do you have? Uh, I don't have them off head. You can, uh, call, you can call or text 292. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not familiar with that Great. one. But two, normally they give you... 292. You can call or text 292. You can WhatsApp 050 These are... They are reliable contacts. So I have answered your second question... <laughs> for them. 
Um, who, who is next on the line? I. Um, okay, so let's try and take some answers before. Uh, okay, so Prince says he wants to know about the classifications of cyber crime. For whatever purpose, I don't know. But he says again that he's uh, bundled and the bundle reduces, even though he's not using it. Uh, what should he do? I can see NCA matters here. Uh, All right, so yeah. the classification of cyber crime. Mm-hmm. Um, there are basically two types of cyber crime. We have cyber-enabled crime and cyber-dependent crime. Cyber-enabled, cyber-dependent. Cyber cyber okay. So cyber-dependent crimes are really like new crimes that have been introduced as a result of computer systems you know, coming into the world. Mm. For example, unauthorized access, what is called hacking, you know, right. um, unauthorized interception system interference in the sense that there may be a malicious person who will hack into a system and cause it to mal- malfunction and legitimate users can't have access to it. That is what is called the cyber-dependent uh, crimes. And there are cyber-enabled crimes, which are crimes which scale, scope, and speed have increased as a result of the Internet. So you can have things like cyberbullying. Right. Or you can have things like child sexual exploitation and abuse material. Because of the internet, there's a widespread, you know, if you are bullying people on the internet, you are sharing um, materials that you shouldn't share, billions and billions of people see it. And so the computer has, you know, increased the scale and the scope uh, of, of those crimes like cyber fraud. And so the, those are the two classifications when you're looking at it from the legal yeah. point of view, cyber-enabled, cyber-dependent. Right. All right. Um, let, let, let's, let's hold on a bit. Sure. Um, Godwin. Okay. You're calling us from Adina. Let's hear you, Godwin. All right. So um... Godwin, go ahead. All right. So I, I had the chance to between... Or let's see, I have the, uh, I've been trained under Dr. Dr. Uh, Albert as the boss of... Dr. Nchubu Esiako. Yes, sir. Okay. So, that was back in 2018. I had uh, a cyber security certification. And also, I also had a um, network um, security defense from um, from institution. So the question is, should I still consider myself a cyber security professional? Because I have done some training for some rural banks and also uh, community. And right now on the cyber security case, the authority case, the, the, the place where you have to show the professional security. I want to know if I can still consider myself based on this um, achievement or have, have to still write um, maybe an international certification like uh, the one I'm about to write right now, and that's top analysis. So I want to know if I can still be considered. A professional. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Hello, Godwin. Okay. So I got God, Godwin's question, but I wanted to be sure right. if he meant in addition that he is liable to registering or not. Right. But I'm sure you understood yeah. him clearly. Yeah. But before we go to Godwin, um, you have talked about the classifications, the classifications right. enabled and dependent, yeah. right. and then 
uh, Prince had an issue also with his bundle. Tablet, yeah. yeah, who should he report to? Yeah. Where should he report to? Can he report to you? I think that's a, a telco issue. Uh, but you know, the interesting thing is that because of that reliability of that 292 and those WhatsApp numbers you mentioned, we get all kinds of reports and mm. issues which are sometimes not even cybersecurity. So it's amazing. I, I think the record of that is about 40,000 uh, for some period of time now. Uh, sometimes it's funny how security experts provide psychological services. <laughs> because, okay. Yeah, so mm. yes, um, I, I think it's a telco issue, but if, mm. if, he has, if he's in doubt, he can still call us. All right. Um, Thank you. And uh, Mensa, uh, I think Mensa's major issue was the reporting, the difficulty getting through with right. the numbers, mm -hmm. and I gave him those two numbers. Yeah. Uh, he's happy to have them. Yeah. Yes, you want to add, but, but hold on. Um, who, who is on the line? Hussein, quickly, let's hear you, Hussein. Good afternoon, Samson. Good afternoon. Uh, please, I have a question. Uh, what are the requirements on a professional, or what documents will they require mm. to be presented for the accreditation or the credential? Okay. Thank you very much. What will be the criteria? Um, Thank you. I think we can hold on with the call so we can take the answers. Sure. Right. Coming in. Yes. So you were going to add something to yeah. the so bundle works. issue, is it? Or which one was that? The contact. Reporting. Yes, yeah, contact. So yeah. You can also send an email to compliance mm -hmm. at csa.gov.gh. Compliance, compliance at csa.gov.gh. Okay. He could also do reports. At csa.gov.gh. Right. That yes. also works. Yes. Report yes. at csa.gov.gh. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, that's for you, Mensa. Um, how about uh, Godwin? Godwin? He's got a professional certificate after being trained by your authority. Right. He's very happy about that. Yeah. And he's making a living training others, providing service. But... Yeah. He, he should consider himself a professional. Um, you know... Even students or just graduates just coming out of university, they have a place in this. Yes. Uh, the classification of a tier system was introduced here to be able to take care of professionals in various categories. So even if you're just coming out of the university or you're just trained to know certain things about cybersecurity, there's a place for you. I think that place is a general requirement. Yes. But if he's a trainer, there's also a place for trainers. So, yes, he should start the registration process. So, there are those who are watching us now and are asking, oh, Godwin got a professional certificate by being trained by your authority. I didn't know that your authority trains people who can make so, jobs. Yes. So, so how... let, me, let, me, let me correct that. Yes. I think he said the training was done by e-crime. E-crime is not cybersecurity authority. Okay. We don't do training for individuals. We do capacity building awareness creation for organizations, the government space but not individuals like that. So oh. I think that one is e-crime. Okay. That's not us. Because he mentioned your boss, that yeah. he had been trained by him. So it could be in his lifetime past. You know, he, All right. he used to manage his own All private right. company. Because he said he that was, was in 20-something, not actually in, uh, after the 2020s. Yeah. So right. Way okay. back, yeah. Okay. Yes. okay. Before Thank the you. authority was born. I'm right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, then Hussein. What does he need to present right. 
for this accreditation or licensing. Right. Maybe, Madam, you can elaborate a little bit on the so, requirements. Yes, well, the requirements. Um, Hussein could, you know, submit evidence of his qualifications and experience, um, his number of experience as, you know, number of years of experience as, you know, providing the cybersecurity uh, professional um, functions, recommendation from his current or previous employer. Um, there's also the need to submit uh, police um, reports, you know, from the Ghana Police um, Service. If Hussein happens to be a freelancer and he has, you know, chalk quite a number of years in the, uh, providing cybersecurity professional functions, yeah. there may be the need for, and I mean, he's providing freelance services, there may be the need for him to, you know, show evidence of cyber insurance um, and coverage, among others. But I want to encourage Hussein to visit the website of the Cybersecurity Authority and register to obtain a copy of the guidelines for accrediting cybersecurity professionals so that he can familiarize with himself with all the requirements. Right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, now, as we wrap up, what will be your final words to our audience? Yeah. Maybe you first. <laughs> My final words to um, our audience is that um, to our cyber security professional service providers and establishments, visit the website of the authority and apply. Register and apply before the 1st of October. It's important that we all promote um, the development of cyber security in this country to sustain Ghana's digital transformation. And this is good. Many cybersecurity professionals and service providers have embraced it. And so if you are sitting home and you have not, please go on the website of the authority, register and apply so that you can be in compliance um, with the law. Thank you, Jennifer. Benjamin? Thank you. Um, you know, when I saw your title about cracking the whip, uh, it got me scared a little bit. <laughs> it's important. You right, know, it is important. You wait to the late, yeah. you, you wait, you see yeah. that from yeah. the first, yeah. the people who will be knocking on your right. doors and begging, right. even after we provide them this platform to help. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I understand that the, the CSA also has a listening year. Uh, There's a phrase we throw about the authority called the collaborative regulation. So we... Our intention is to build the industry, right? You know, mm. before we really crack the whip, mm. because if you don't have a mature environment, where do you start cracking the whip? So they should be comfortable. Mm. Uh, they should reach us for us to be able to work with them effectively. Thank, Thank you, you so very much. much. This has been the law. It's your legal light. It's your help law. And my guests have been Jennifer Mensah, who is lead legal and compliance, and Benjamin Ofori, all of the Cyber Security Authority. Of Ghana. Have a good afternoon.